Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Lost in all the recent hubbub about fiducia supplicants, the ongoing weird reaction from the secular world, and the increasingly odd response from even the Pope splainers who contort themselves into virtual pretzels to def- to try to defend this weird document from Rome that is leading people astray. Lost in all that has been the German synodal way. The German bishops have been anything but defenders of Catholic orthodoxy. The German bishops have, in fact, themselves stepped forward and said, no, we're going to push for fundamental restructuring of the church, going so far as to earn the ire of Francis's Rome. Francis, who has told them repeatedly, don't implement anything without the rest of the universal church, being his caveat, not that they should not embrace heresy, but they should just not do so without the rest of the church. They have gone so far as to essentially implement much of what the has been asked for by the General Synod on Synodality in their dioceses. They're moving ahead without waiting for a final ruling on such things from Francis. We see this in their call for decentralizing how the church is operated, putting laity in charge of parishes, laity in charge of or in key positions of authority, in dioceses, they are calling for laity to have the ability to appoint bishops and to appoint candidates for seminary and for the priesthood. Think about the implications of that. They are calling for changings on the James Martin sin and the teachings around all the morality surrounding that. And the bishops there are the key instrument for imposing this diabolical change. And it's why... A odd criticism of theirs came from no one you would have expected. came from Cardinal Walter Casper, of all people. Cardinal Casper, who has been dubbed Francis's theologian before we ever heard of Fernandez, he was the architect of Amoris Laetitia. He was the architect of much of this talk of mercy and dialogue and accompaniment and essentially this maternal face of the church stuff where we acknowledge as a church the formal teachings of the church, but then ignore them in practice because of apparently mothers being merciful and not actually imposing the law on their children. It's a weird view of motherhood come from very strange people. And Cardinal Casper was the one, though, who has come forward and said that the German Sonata way will only lead to a disaster in Germany. Now think about that for a second. Someone who was, who was instrumental in imposing a new view of the sacredness of holy matrimony, the sacredness of access to the sacraments, believes that the German Sonata Way is going too far too fast. Can't make this stuff up, folks, so let's go to right to the story. Headline from Info Vaticana. Cardinal Casper acknowledges that German bishops implementing synodal councils banned by Rome will not end well. No kidding. <laughs> it won't end well. So, Casper is himself the architect of Amoris Laetitia. He had been pushing since the 1990s for changes to the church's teaching on who can receive holy match or who can receive the Eucharist and access confession. He was the architect of this, basing what he wanted on erroneous views of the indissolubility of matrimony held by the Orthodox. That's where he got his idea from divorced or remarried Catholics receiving the Eucharist. He got it from the Eastern Orthodox. He was bringing that into the Catholic Church. 
going back to the 1990s, he was an advocate for this stuff. He is what we would call a dissident, meaning someone who dissents from Catholic teaching. He had at one time been practically the poster child for all that was wrong in the church. His name was always among the first before Francis. He was. It's amazing what one decade will do for his profile. He, 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 his profile has actually gone down a lot in the church in recent decades or in recent years because all of a sudden Francis has empowered so many dissident voices in the hierarchy to step forward and publicly reject the, the teachings of the faith on so many different things. But let's take a look at his warning because he is still very influential in Germany. So from the article, quote, the German cardinal points out in the interview that, quote, the synod following the line of the Second Vatican Council and developed approaches courageously but also unanimously. The spiritual style marked by prayer contributed significantly to this. The test of courage will only come at the synod of 2024 when it's necessary to make concrete decisions. This is the national, this is the synod on synodality he's talking about. Asked what he thought about the press being banned from those synodal meetings, the Cardinal assessed it positively. Casper assures that, quote, it had a positive effect, since it allowed, quote, anyone to speak with great frankness without subsequently being classified or even punished in public as a progressive, conservative, reactionary, and other things. In that sense, he confirms that, quote, there were different opinions. Regarding the drift of the German synodal path, Cardinal Casper declared that, quote, one cannot speak of such legitimation of a synodal council composed of an equal number of bishops and lay people through the synodal process of the universal church. This issue was not addressed at all in the synodal process, and the Roman objections were and are more than clear. Simply continuing with this project and creating a fait accompli can only be seen as a challenge that cannot end well. Cardinal Casper does not hide that it, quote, is problematic if a synodal council could make binding decisions to which the individual bishop is canonically or morally obliged. Such a synodal council would certainly be an intervention in the sacramental structure and would limit or even eliminate the bishop's authority to lead. Furthermore, he emphasizes that this new body, quote, would have more powers in the Episcopal Conference. The commitment that every bishop publicly accepts in his Episcopal ordination is loyalty to the Pope. How can it be compatible with the commitment to a synodal council that the Pope expressly disapproves, added the German cardinal, end quote. This talk of a synodal council is this decentralization of authority in the church into the hands of laity. That is the synodal council that will take primacy over the governing of the church, including on doctrinal matters in Germany. And yes, it will leave bishops with a torn loyalty between the Synodal Council, the lay authorities, we'll put authorities in quotes there because they will have no divine authority, and between the Holy Father, whoever that Holy Father is. Ten years from now, 50 years from now, that is the aim that the German bishops are pushing forward with. And he points out this will not end well. He never says what it won't end well with other than this torn loyalty between bishops. We can figure that out for ourselves, can't we? That this will lead to essentially schism you will end up having the church in Germany put on notice by Rome when eventually orthodoxy prevails, when the Pope will sit there and say, no, you cannot move forward with this. You must fall in line and disband this and go back to the traditional hierarchical structure, at least in theory. Because one thing the Synod on Synodality has discussed is decentralization of church authority, including allowing laity to have very key insights and key role in determining the truth of doctrinal matters. So that's coming too. 
the key thing to understanding this, and I've been expounding on this for years when it comes to the synodal way, is that most of Francis's chastisements of the German bishops has not been on their errors, but it's been on their initiative that they're going through with this without Rome. The universal church, he says, must act universally. We'll see how that plays out with his own initiatives on this. But I wanted to bring this up, to bring something to your attention here, because Casper has been a dissident on a, a question that has been uh, on the Amoris Laetitia question and related things for decades. And I'm going to give you an idea of, of why this is such a big deal that he's speaking out on this. He has been a dissident on the question of uh, what we have to call around here, thanks to our hosts, the artificial barriers to bringing life into the world, and has been the chief architect of, of of undermining the church's authority on matrimony. So he is a dissident himself, warning other dissidents that they are going too far. So, as an example, this from 2014 article at Catholic Culture by Phil Waller, quote, In a lengthy interview with Commonweal, Cardinal Casper says that Pope Francis told him that, quote, he believes that 50% of marriages are not valid. Now, don't blame the Pope for making another provocative public statement here. If the Cardinal's report is accurate, the Holy Father made this remark on a private conversation. My reaction to the Cardinal's statement matches that of my friend, the canon law expert, Ed Peters. I am stunned at the pastoral recklessness of such an assertion. Peters has his own convincing reasons for that reaction. Let me state mine simply. At a time when pastors should be doing everything possible to help strengthen matrimony and to help troubled couples patch up their difficulties and revive their relationships, Cardinal Casper's statement is likely to prompt such couples to wonder whether they're really married at all. If you're wondering whether it's worthwhile to try to salvage your marriage, and then you hear someone touted as the Pope's theologian, saying that 50% of those in matrimony aren't real marriages, isn't it likely that your first thought is that your marriage is one of those false unions and might as well be abandoned? So the next stop is, of course, the divorce lawyer's office, and then, with Cardinal Casper's quote in hand, a petition for annulment. And what about the children of those unions? Does the mercy of which Cardinal Casper speaks so often extend to them? End quote. Casper has been the architect of much of the language of mercy we see in the church today. He and Francis have been of one mind on that, hence why Morris Letizia happened. I'll remind you, credit to Tim Gordon for painfully exp exp explaining this to people in a lot of detail, that Casper had been pushing for changes that were in Amoris Letizia, which was issued in 2016. And it was Francis who said no to those changes before the Synod on the Family and before then writing Amoris Letizia and changing his mind and giving Casper everything he wanted. And now it's Casper warning the German bishops that they're going too far. Now, is this a example of just Casper being even too conservative for the people running the church in Germany now? Is this hypocrisy on his part? What do you think this is about? So I'm curious what you have to say, so let me know in the comments, please. And also hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps enormously too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.